Welcome back. I'm Jess. And I'm Regan. And this is You Pick, We Watch, the podcast where you pick the movie and we take a deep dive into it, learning everything we can about your recommendation. Today, we're talking about the 1986 film, The Money Pit. It's so 80s, and I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Big 80s vibes going on. Yeah. Um, Same thing with, like, what we watch last week with the Paramount logo, like, kind of flowing into uh, Event Horizon. This one is the old Universal logo. And it doesn't, like, change into anything, but I just, I love those old logos so much. I don't know why. I haven't really given them a second thought and started re-watching some old movies recently, you know, because it does bring back some memories of, like, uh, the logo today made me think of, like, a bunch of movies I had seen in the 90s, you know? Yeah. Using that logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love it. It's just that got that retro feel to it. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I got some news this week. Okay. So I'm, and one of them I'm super excited to hear your thoughts on, and if you've heard it yet, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Zeus in some mythological movie. <laughs> I saw that last night. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is going to be interesting. Honestly, I'm here for it. Like, I, yeah absolutely down to watch him clown did you see the concept art of him as zeus yeah i'm not gonna lie that looked pretty (laughs) legit that looked way more legit than i was expecting that was somebody in photoshop going i'm finally gonna make it right now (laughs) (laughs) um there is a mortal kombat 2 coming out the sequel to the one that was um came out right when things started to like reboot back up um it was actually the first movie i saw in theaters when our theater reopened and the writer for the second one says that this one is going to be bigger and bloodier than the first one you know that's all i ask for a mortal (laughs) kombat movie i just want it to i want the fight choreography to be great but i want it to just be brutal as fuck like yeah (laughs) obscenely bloody so I'm stoked that there's a second one and I'm hoping they're going to bring Johnny Cage in because they had that little teaser in oh, it. Yeah. But to me, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are Mortal Kombat. So mm-hmm. to have Scor- uh, Sub-Zero basically killed off in the first one, I'm curious to see where they'll go. Um, so that actor signed on for like a total of five mortal Kombat movies. like if they keep going well he signed up for like the possibility of being in five of them so um given the like emperor's cryptic whatever warning at the end of the movie where he's like death is only another door or something like that like they're absolutely absolutely bringing characters back okay that's all i ask because that's Mortal Kombat to me. An <laughs> Eon's fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is the game right there. If you could have one character show up in the next one, what would it be? Who would it be? 
I'm a big I've always been a big fan of Scorpion. Um yeah. granted I didn't play the games a whole lot. I played the arcade version at the bowling alley uh back when that existed in my hometown. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I was not made of quarters, so I did not play it a lot. <laughs> I agree. Um yeah, that is that is me as well. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think the i don't know my favorite characters are already in it so but yeah i would be the same like scorpion better come back i i would like to see more of kano because he was absolutely hilarious (laughs) in the movie like almost every scene he was in i was like dying laughing yeah i'm gonna have to rewatch that soon that's a good movie um okay ron perlman said that if Hellboy 3 is going to happen, it has to happen soon because he's 70 and already doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> I, I admire his commitment, though, to... He's like, if that's what people want, he's going to do it. So Yeah. Are you a fan impressive. of the Hellboy movies? I am, yeah. I think I've only Specific- seen it once or twice. Yeah, I'd say I'm a casual fan. You know, like I've also seen them each one probably two, three times, something like that. And I like them. I just don't go out of my way to watch them like every couple of years like I do other movies. Right. Um, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Justified, but with Timothy Oliphant on FX. But the finale for that, you know, ran on air probably like four or five years ago ish. Or maybe sooner than that, but I just heard that they are greenlighting a sequel series, a like mini series of him reprising his character and having a new show. Are you there for that? I am so there for that. That show was awesome. I really enjoy it. I do like Timothy Oliphant. Like I saw him, he was in uh, a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, or like one episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, and I was like, "Who is this gentleman? This like swagger old man gentleman?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a pretty good descripting sentence. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty great. I haven't seen him in a ton of things, but enough to to really like him. Nice. Um, that being said, I've also up with the book of boba fett and this last episode is by and far the best one because it's all about the mandalorian it's like oh it jumps to just whatever he's doing and oh excellent yeah i haven't started it yet i'm i haven't watched hawkeye um book of boba fett or that other marvel one that i think i missed i don't know there's a lot of shows that I have not been able to catch up on, but I'm super excited for that. Um, we started watching Nine Perfect Strangers, that miniseries on Hulu with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy. And that is some weird, that is a weird show. And it's just getting weirder every episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm drawing a blank on what that is. I, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's not. It's only eight or nine episodes, and it's uh, Hulu exclusive, um, and it's just it's crazy. It's it's weird. If you like thrillers and mysteries, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. 
Okay. I myself have been watching Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max, and that is a good miniseries. Like, I'm only six episodes in out of seven, and holy crap. Yeah. That's yeah. the uh, Jeremy Renner one, right? No. <laughs> so he's in a series that I'm about to start called Mayor of Kingstown. And oh. this is Mayor, like, like M-A-R-E of Easttown. So, yeah, very close titles. Oh, okay. Okay. Why would this... they do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is Kate Winslet. And uh, I think it won, like, four Emmys last year. Oh, nice. Um, I have one last piece of news for me, um, that I thought was funny because we'd been talking about ratings more lately and like what things are in different countries. Um, China recently approved Fight Club to their streaming service over there, but they edited the entire ending of Fight Club. Um, look, Fight Club's been out for 20 years or so, so... (laughs) If for some reason you haven't seen the best movie in the world, <laughs> just stop and go watch it and then come back. Um, but they edit it to the entire scene where the buildings are bombed out. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end, they cut to black and they basically put this like uh, word, like little blurb up that says, <laughs> it's so lame. It's like, Due to the best efforts of the police, they were able to find all of Tyler's bombs and stop the bombs from going off. Tyler was then committed <sighs> to a psychiatric hospital, <laughs> and uh, the police have saved the day, basically. Oh, my God. I didn't uh, know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but Chuck Palahniuk, um, who's the writer of the book Fight Club, actually came out and was like, uh, supportive of China doing that since it's in their they chose to do whatever for their con- their best efforts in their country which I thought was kind of cool like he didn't bash China for doing horrendous things to his movie <laughs> um, but the way that it ends just like the blurb of stuff it's to me was so funny yeah that's wow that <laughs> that feels like putting a band-aid on a bullet wound you know <laughs> like, right it's so whatever yeah <laughs> you know what if if they think that's fine whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's great tell us your thoughts on what you think of that <laughs> uh um anything else in the news section um no i i don't know so i'm gonna say no i feel like okay. i had read some interesting stuff earlier this week but this week's felt like two weeks and i (laughs) barely know what day it is right now so i i'm gonna say i have no news all right all right well let's move into our get to know you question um do you do your own home repairs (laughs) (laughs) i i rent so i don't have to (laughs) but um say if like a a door handle needed to be changed would you do that Huh, no, actually, <laughs> actually, that already happened to me. So I I was getting ready to walk the dog. This is probably like last year. And I grabbed the the doorknob to the front door 
and I twist and pull it, and the whole thing came off. <laughs> I was like, well, the door is open, so great, but yeah, I'm definitely calling maintenance. <laughs> um, I do own my home, and I do not do any home repairs. <laughs> um, I call somebody for everything, and it's and it's very I wish I had somebody to come fix things just a buddy but I don't so I'm hmm. taking applications if you do home repairs I need my bathroom fixed um <laughs> taking the Chinese approach there yeah That's, uh, I learned all about why Home Depot failed in China because they rely on professionalism you know like professionals coming in to fix stuff it's apparently it's not a do-it-yourself kind of culture which i yeah, i completely get that i put up yeah. a, a shelf actually last weekend and i'm super proud of that but like also don't put anything too heavy on it like it, it very <laughs> well could just fall off the wall yeah i have put shelves up um but anything else I uh, really D actually my wife does more home repair stuff than I do because I just I can't I get frustrated and I say nope and I hate with a passion watching YouTube videos about how to fix anything because I don't want to hear anything about your story I just want the directions to fix it <laughs> and I don't need all the little chitter chatter that's why even when I play video games I try not to watch videos with commentary if i'm stuck i'll prefer to go find like a walkthrough and read it for some reason i don't know what that says about my brain but yeah it, that's it, what it, i do yeah no i totally get that i i feel like our brains are very similar in that um we try to cut out as much bs and get to the source of like what we're looking for yeah recipes i won't read a recipe uh. online yeah, you if you don't put a jump to recipe button on your web page, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not making your recipe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will just full on not have dinner rather than read your life story about the steak you're making. <laughs> just to spite the nose on my face, that's what <laughs> I would do. <laughs> Despite my stomach. <laughs> oh, so this movie follows a young couple as they struggle to repair a hopelessly dilapidated house. Um, <laughs> was this your first time watching it? No, no. I actually saw this okay. movie a long time ago. But All I right. will say, this is I feel like this is every millennial's nightmare. Because <laughs> uh, my wife and I, we're looking for a house in our area. And this is exactly my greatest fear. Because like I checked out one picture is all nice on the website and we get there in person and like the ceilings are sagging and it's like 150 years old and uh drafty as hell yeah i i uh, don't want to be suckered into buying a house like this um that's i don't feel like we were suckered into this house it was only the second house we looked at though but it was still um my wife loved it so we took it and Slowly, we found that the people that lived there before basically did all the repairs themselves. They did not hire professionals. <laughs> so we're going through and redoing a bunch of stuff um, as we have money. 
see that's the flip side of being a handy quote you can't see my air quotes right now but like a yeah. handy person around the house is uh you know that whole jurassic park line of just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah yeah um but for i would never buy a house like that and honestly that house was way better when they looked at it and i feel like some things like he used the bathroom fine when he was there downstairs, you know, uh, he, the stairs, the other stairs weren't falling apart. And I, I don't know. It's sometimes I'll get into it later, but some things just kind of seem a little crazy. But the first time I saw this movie, I was probably in the mid nineties um, with my aunt and I laughed just as hard last night as uh, I did back in like the mid 90s and mm. but now i see it as like from an adult perspective so oh it hits differently <laughs> as an adult <laughs> yeah because like as a kid you're watching all these goofy things happen and you know you're laughing you're having a good time and then as an adult you're laughing but you're also like oh my god like <laughs> what kind of job do you have to have to justify keeping this house like you're all the the mental like arithmetics happening in your head of like how much is that actually going to cost dear lord and honestly i wish i had people that i could go look i need to borrow a hundred thousand dollars oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> god that scene with the kid was hilarious too oh, like, i love it he's only in the movie for like you know three minutes but absolutely hilarious yeah it was perfectly done it, it was great um, so yeah, let's talk about who's in this movie. Tom Hanks, obviously. Um, and this he, is ba- this is baby Tom Hanks when he's only yeah. been in a couple movies. And I I love eighties Tom Hanks. I think <laughs> his comedic chops have gotten lost over the years because of uh, his seriousness in roles lately. Well, probably for the last like fifteen years. But eighties Tom Hanks is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that uh, uh you know, Shelley Long, I don't recognize her from many things. I think I recognize her most from Cheers, maybe. But yeah. um yeah, I thought her and Tom Hanks both did great in this movie. Yeah, there there's a few like hiccupy lines that maybe it looks like something was cut out and maybe we're getting a reaction to a different line. Um, yeah. Like in the beginning when they, he's like, it's him, the psycho's coming back and she's like, is like almost crying and says yes, like in a weird way. It almost seems like there's a line there that's she's reacting to that's not actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was also really big in the eighties, just did a lot of funny stuff. Um Beverly or Troop Beverly Hills is about the Girl Scout group in Beverly Hills that didn't know how to do anything. She was in that, which was funny. So little funny things like that. Um, I also recognize because how could you not? Um, her ex boyfriend, Max, Alexander Godunov. Godunov. Yes. Um who everyone would recognize from Die Hard as the long blonde haired henchman there. Uh, I was surprised to see him in this. 
Yeah, um, I was surprised when I watched Die Hard and saw him in that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's funny. He's pretty. He has some good timing in this too, and he Mm -hmm. plays that arrogant "I love myself more than anything" role very well. Oh yeah. Um, everybody else, there's kind of not. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't recognize honestly anybody. Um, but there was one guy when I was reading the credits, um, Yakov Smirnov is a, he was, is, was, I don't even know what he is now, uh, Eastern European comedian, comedian. And I really just wanted to mention him because his stage name is hilarious. Yep. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. I knew, I knew he was someone when I saw him on screen, but for the life of me, I didn't know. Yeah, he actually was. Who huh. was the boy? What did, did he grow up to do anything? Uh, great question. Glad you asked. I think your computer runs faster than mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if I'm being honest, I don't remember the kid's name. But if his name was Ethan, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, he did not grow up to do anything, but he was pretty funny in this. He was, and that was one of my one of my favorite lines in the movie. Is you know, you first meet this insanely rich kid. I guess he's a he's in the music business, I think, because that's Tom Hanks is that's part of his job is working with music acts. And I just when he drops a cigarette on the carpet and like stomps it out and then the maid comes over to clean it up and he, he looks at his manager whoever he's like you're gonna let my mom clean that carpet <laughs> god that's funny yeah i love i love that um yeah it, there's a lot of good quick scenes in this movie that yeah stick with you yeah, and I'd I'd say nothing in this movie, at least off the top of my head, like outstays its welcome either. No, yeah, it's it's not like a running joke that you you get sick of, um, and it's a good runtime. It's a quick runtime, and I think any longer, then you would have started having some issues. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, so let's move into some trivia. There were no awards for many major ceremonies that I could find in this which is um you know for par for the course for comedy Mm -hmm. um i'll let you start okay um i love the german title for this movie so when it was released in germany it was i I can't I can't pronounce that. <laughs> it's like five <laughs> words, but it translates to free is still too expensive, which I yeah. think is a hilarious title. Um, I just I just got a text from my wife and jumping back to Shelly Long real quick. She says, let's not forget Shelly Long's awful pretend violin playing, which I <laughs> didn't recognize because I don't know how to play violin. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fooled me. Um. So one scene that I and I I was drinking last night, I'll be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> one scene that really gets me um 
the scene with the bathtub <laughs> falling two floors after being filled with water. Oh yeah. Um, which immediately is fault like that follows another really great scene in the kitchen. Um, but like when that bathtub falls, he just starts <laughs> doing this laugh <laughs> that sounds like a sea lion. <laughs> and that's funny enough but they use this clip of him laughing um, for the universal backlot tours when tour guides joke with visitors <laughs> I was really impressed to learn that yeah oh, that... and I love that whole scene that laughing like the longer it goes the funnier it is to me yeah and you can really feel the Oh, I, I don't really know what to call it, but like the desperation in that yeah. laugh, as in like what out, like, sure, that might as well happen. Yeah, like um, you can't. It's so bad that you just have to laugh like yeah. maniac or you'll die. Yeah, I'm laughing so I don't scream kind of laughter. Um, every every piece of like physical humor in this movie landed like it still lands, you know, it, like you think you're going to be able to predict like all the stuff that goes wrong, but they, they layer that so well in the movie where it's like, you don't have everything falling apart at one time. It's like a running thing of as soon as you think something's going to work for you, not only does it break, but it wrecks everything around it too, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he, when he's going to get the water, <laughs> god the longer that scene went on the harder i laughed where it's <laughs> he's falling like down the scaffolding and all that like it's i think it's like a solid three minutes of things just breaking and tom hanks being like thrown places i think my wife said why would you not look like when he was going to step back on the board <laughs> she's like why would you not look to see if the board was still there <laughs> ah, yeah that that's a good point yeah touche when the uh, when he tosses a log on the fireplace <laughs> like because there's already so many things wrong with that scene like in the sense of like he closes the window that's open yeah. but like there's holes in the wall that wind's still coming through so he, naturally you toss another log on the fire and then the entire chimney collapses god i laughed so hard at that and the chimney just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> like, I laughed so hard. That's yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> so the band that you see playing in this movie is actually a real band from the eighties called White Lion. Um, and it's what they were doing was before they actually released an album, but the bass player joined Black Sabbath in between. Uh, from the time this movie was done to White Lion's first album. Huh. Yeah. Probably well, why I, we don't know who White Lion is. Yeah, I was going to say, that's good for that guy. Because <laughs> of, of the two of them, I only recognize one of those band names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kick out of the fact that uh, the Carpenter and the Plumber, like those two brothers, <laughs> their last name was Shirk. The Shirk Brothers, which is appropriate because shirk means to avoid or evade, which, uh, you know, as soon as they grab the checks to start work on the house, you literally never see them. again. That was hilarious. And honestly, 
you never pay first oh, when you're no. doing when you're doing home repairs. Like you, I know that. Like you wait, you you don't not even really supposed to give them like that much of a deposit. You wait for them to do the work, and then you're invoiced. So, yep. Yeah. Um, also, that guy, the carpenter, um, him hitting on Shelley Long, you would not see that in a movie these days, like in a comedy. Oh, it's no. In poor taste now. Yeah. Well, he was, com- he said that he was a little strong, and that's putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice piece of wool. What is that? I never heard I... that in my life. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also went over my head. Yeah. Um, so this is actually a, uh, remake of a movie. Um, it's actually based on H.C. Potter's Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House, which starred Cary Grant and Mira, Mirna Loy. Um, this film actually holds the number 72 spot on AFI's 100 Years, 100's Laughs list. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually didn't know this was a remake. I didn't either until I read that. And I I want to say Cary Grant. What was that? 60s? 50s? It's in black and white, that movie. So. Okay, yeah, it'd probably be 50s then. Yeah. Or early 60s. That's why. So I did find that I think NBC got the rights to this movie and were kicking around the idea of turning it into a TV series back in like 2013 i think but that went into development hell and never saw the light of day again i'm kind of glad because i don't think you can make a show off that like what are you just gonna have them living in a broken house forever (laughs) 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 at least five seasons i don't know (laughs) yeah uh um the real house um, was actually owned when this movie was owned by Eric Ritter and the publisher of a New York based business newspaper and a member of the 1952 gold medal winning American yachting team. And if that doesn't scream white rich guy, <laughs> I don't know what does. I was about to say, it sounds so douchey. <laughs> I love it. It's very yeah. 80s. That's a very 80s sentence. It really is. Um, his family co-owned Knight Rider, a Ritter, Knight Ritter, a former media company that was the second largest newspaper publisher in the U.S. at one point in time. Um, it was also estimated at, I think in 2014, the house was $14 million they, when they tried to sell it. Um, it didn't sell. It's in Long Island, by the way. It didn't sell. And then the people said that when they bought it, it was almost like a real life money pit. Um, they realized how much was actually wrong with it, and they dropped the price to sell. I don't know how recently, but now I think the last like for sale price was like eight million dollars. Well, I'll tell you what: free is still too expensive. <laughs> Maybe yeah. just what if? What if this was actually a documentary? Yes. <laughs> We've been misreading this situation the whole time. Yes. Um, so, interestingly enough, a replica front 
of the house was built on the back of the property. So when we see the front of the house, like in frame, in reality, that is a set construction tacked onto the back of the building. I wonder what the back of it, like when we see the back, if that's really the back or if that's a lot house. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't I know. We'll I love never what... know. <laughs> Speaking of the back, when he's down um after he's like he has to go outside to, to go to the bathroom and the little statue <laughs> is like spitting water and he's like prostate problems that <laughs> made me laugh anyway but then when he goes to like um carve his name in the tree and the tree just falls over <laughs> I, I don't know why that's so funny to me but that's a really quick funny yeah. one scene thing that well it's hilarious and it's made even funnier because hey you don't expect a tree to just fall over with basically no pressure applied to it but it's even made funnier by the fact that he's trying to explain that to his wife yeah. like we have weak trees what do you mean i mean we have weak trees <laughs> <laughs> i think uh are you saving your um, favorite scene for the thumbs, or are we talking about that right now? No, we can talk about it now. Because my my favorite scene in this movie is when um, his wife opens the uh, the dumb waiter and gets that up there, and a raccoon jumps out and like attacks her, and she's screaming for help. And Tom Hanks tries to run up the stairs, and then the entire staircase just falls the fuck apart i was laughing so hard i thought i actually might cry <laughs> i do love that scene a lot that is great my favorite scene is when he sinks into the floor <laughs> with the rug <laughs> and he's trying to get the permits and everything just keeps going wrong and then it flashes it cuts back to him later and he's doing the that name song he goes let's try brad, brad. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard and then he's trying and you just see his hands and his like head moving <laughs> and it's so it's so good it's, yeah it's great yes <laughs> Uh, I but like the it, he he has his wallet and he's making little paper airplanes out of the dollar bills and because <laughs> he's he's there I think all day so yeah but here's the funny thing and this is why movie critics are a different breed uh, Roger Ebert actually hated this movie and he called it a movie that contains one funny scene and 91 minutes of running time to kill. And he was particularly appalled by the scene where Hanks falls through the floor and gets stuck there due to the rug. He screams all the wrong things until we aren't laughing, we're groaning. Didn't occur to anybody that the smarter the characters were, the funnier their troubles would be. To make them idiots and who cares if their house falls down. Or make them idiots and who cares if their house falls down. I think he's wrong because that is honestly the funniest scene in the whole movie. <laughs> I think that's at very least um, it, like harsh for no reason. Yeah, that... I think he was having a bad day. <laughs> Could be. Because um, <laughs> by and large, I think this is a pretty funny movie. Um, 
I would be shocked. I don't know, because I, I don't really know what critics are looking for in a movie because just everyone as an individual looks for different things in a movie experience, you know? Yeah. So. Um, and I'll give you a little insight to my life. I took a movie criticism class in my senior year of high school. Um, and I recently got my transcript because I'm trying to possibly go back to school in the fall. And I was looking at it and I sent it to my wife and she goes, how did you get a 53 in movie criticism? And (laughs) what you just said, one, I didn't go a lot because it was in the morning, but two, I think my criticisms of movies were vastly different from what the teacher expected or wanted. Yeah, that's, that's always tough because I've, I've learned that a lot of classes that one takes, you know, it's just, you're measuring yourself up against the teacher's opinion in a lot of like speculative classes like that. You know, obviously not in math, there's concrete answers in (laughs) math most of the time, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that's not fair. Yeah. It was only for one quarter. I passed it the second quarter and I passed it overall, but still. There you go. (laughs) Um, that's pretty much it for me. I just have like the budget and the ratings and the box office. Okay. Well, the last fact I have is um, apparently the real Hell's Angel Hell's Angels bikers from a real chapter portrayed the bikers in the movie. See, they do a lot of stuff like that, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They get a bad rap, but they're not. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that's all speculative <laughs> innocent till proven guilty yep uh, so this movie actually I wanted to look something up real quick uh, calculator okay so this movie had a budget of 10 million dollars in 1986 and we are in 2022. I purchased an item for 10, 10 million. Let's calculate this. Okay, so in this day and age, this this movie would cost 25 million to make, which isn't that bad for a comedy, considering how much you're like breaking down a house and rebuilding and stuff like that. Like, so this is what kind of is funny. They had to hire actors to be construction workers and then have a real construction crew set uh, people there that are paid by the company as well, which is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) This opening weekend... Uh, March 30th, 1986, pulled in $5.3 million, so it made back half its budget, which is pretty good. Um, it ended up grossing $37.5 million, uh, which is pretty cool, and then fifty, almost $55 million worldwide. So it's definitely a success. Um, released in 86, we have, starting in January, Rocky Four, which had been out probably for a while, it looks like. Um, out of Africa, The Color Purple, uh, 
was actually had been out for seven weeks when it reached number one. Um, Down and Out in Beverly Hills was number one for four weeks in a row, all of February, and I've never heard of that movie. Yeah, same. Um, Police Academy 3, back in training, released the same the week before The Money Pit. Um, And that was number one for three weeks. And then The Money Pit reached number one uh, in its third week of release. So it was still pulling in money for a while. Um, yeah. And then Top Gun came out a couple weeks later. Karate Kid Part 2. And then Aliens, Stand By Me, Crocodile Dundee, which I love. Hard not to. Listen, Crocodile Dundee was number one from September 28th to November 23rd. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Um, so not a huge stellar, not a huge year in 1986 for movies, uh, but still pretty solid year. So uh, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, what yeah. do you consider a success when it comes to movies? Is it doubling the budget or just making one dollar over the budget to say that, like, oh, it made a profit? Um, I think making a quarter quarter over its budget, I think would classify it as a success if you include the but in your budget if that includes like what you paid everybody if that doesn't include like payroll then then i wouldn't say that's success i would have to say you'd have to double your your budget okay yeah that makes sense to me yeah um this is rated pg um i want to see If there's anything that would, oh yeah, there's. Did you get the the boob shot in the painting when they're walking <laughs> by and there's a topless woman? Uh, now that I think about it, yeah, but I didn't even clock that while I was watching it. Yeah. Um. The. Let's see. Profanity. Okay. So. There's nothing too crazy. Um, one bastard, two son of a bitches. <laughs> um, one shit. So nothing that I don't. I think maybe it would get a PG thirteen if only for the language and some stuff. But well, they didn't care about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because when I saw this was PG before I started watching the movie because it has been a while since I've seen. I yeah. was uh, <laughs> I was wondering if we were still going to get some like accidental rated R content like with hackers. <laughs> Nothing that crazy. <laughs> I think the most like you know the the beach seen the wedding at the beginning there's some scantily clad women. oh my god yeah that's <laughs> right oh i listeners i laughed so hard because <laughs> there is like uh there's some dancers in the in the beginning like i don't know i wouldn't 
I guess like showgirl type dancers. Yeah. Because that not Hawaiian dancers, I'll tell you that much. But um <laughs> yeah, they had like sequence like bikini bottoms and just the way the camera panned, the they also for some reason had like dark fluffy like feathers uh, attached to that somehow and it totally totally looks like someone's uh <laughs> bikini hair is just sticking out crazily but it's not it's a feather but i am still 12 and i laughed probably the hardest at that <laughs> that's hilarious um god damn it is the 80s yeah, it is. <laughs> there are um, no crazy readings in this. Um, the only one that kind of pops out at me, and I'm going to try to Google it. SGNC16. SGNC16. Reading. Um, that's in Singapore. Um, okay, so that means it is suitable for persons age 13 and above, but parental, uh, oh wait, that's PG-13. NC-16 means no children under 16, restricted to persons under 16 years of age. So in Singapore, they don't believe that anybody under 16 can see this movie. Huh. Yeah. Um, everywhere else is pretty tame. Sweden has a seven. Um, Mexico has an A. I don't know what that means, but it seems like it's not bad. <laughs> so, um, Hong Kong has an I. Let's look up the Hong Kong one. Because China and Hong Kong sometimes. Sometimes differ. Movie rating I. Hmm. Oh, that. Oh, it's one. It's a one, not an I. Um, oh. <laughs> and that means it's suitable for all ages. Okay. Yeah. So, nothing crazy. Um, which is kind of good. I mean, it's a great movie. It shouldn't be nothing. It's not going to be censored like fight club over there (laughs) (laughs) and then they sold their house and got all their money back and moved into a better house yeah um so yeah so i think that's about it um any last words before we move into our thumbs no no go right ahead all right we have reached the part of our podcast where we give our final thoughts and you find out whether we give this movie two thumbs up two thumbs down or anything in between um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I, I want you to go first. Okay. Um, I laugh out loud at so many parts in this movie and it wasn't, it's just, it's not because I was drinking. <laughs> um, this movie just tickles me. It, my wife watched it with me and we've, I made her watch it when we first bought this house. Um, but she kind of like rolled her eyes and was like, this is like the fast and the furious version of a comedy because everything just keeps getting crazier. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. (laughs) It's, it's true. Cause like it starts off with like nothing. 
And then, like, he's trying to fix the door, um, that the door handle that's stuck. And he fixes that, and he clo- opens and closes it a couple times, and then he walks in and slams it, and it falls out of the front this time. So... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it just progressively gets crazier and crazier. Um, my favorite parts, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's when he's stuck in the floor. Um, the whole scene with the kitchen setting on fire, not a word is spoken in that entire probably like two or three minute scene. And it just like makes me laugh to watch like the fire going through the wall, um, which is also why I probably have a fear of electrical fires, I think. <laughs> but um, can we and can we just touch on why she's making a Thanksgiving dinner for two people? <laughs> did, did you see the size of that turkey? <laughs> yeah, it has pretty good. <laughs> um, the fireplace falling down is part of one of my favorite scenes as well. Um, I love this movie. I love everything that happens in it. I don't really care about the story or like why it's happening. Um, I just love the antics that are going on and it truly makes me chuckle and laugh. Um, I think Tom Hanks delivers everything perfectly. Everything that he's given, he does very well with. Um, the cast kind of bounces off each other really well. Even the construction workers like are memorable in their own way. So uh, I have to give this two thumbs up because it's probably one i would have to say it's in my top 25 movies if i had to make the 25 list nice i yeah i I agree with a lot of that that is um i i saw this movie a long time ago um as a wee lad and actually i think i recorded this from tv onto a vhs tape which i then watched a lot of um, I haven't seen this in a while, but yeah, I'd say by and large, this holds up really well, too. Like, it's got 80s flavor, but not like a ton of retro cheese, if that makes sense. You know, because some things as they age get kind of cheesier. It's no Teen Witch. It's, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is no Teen Witch. And uh, yeah, I've, like I said, all the physical gags and all the little like, jokes that are in there they all land really well and i i just i like this movie a lot um i'm hesitant to say two thumbs up just because even though i really like it i i generally don't want to like watch it a ton you know so i'm just gonna say a very confident one thumb up uh, just because for, for that reason. It's not something that uh, a, a two-thumb movie for me is something I could watch like one week and then like maybe again the next week. I feel that. I got you. I got you. I won't yeah. hold that against you. Yeah, exactly. Diminish <laughs> anything about the movie. That's just uh, that's just how I feel. Yeah. No, I get it. I absolutely get that. Um. I think so far, like some of the movies recently that I've given two thumbs up to, I definitely could watch twice, like over and over, like once a week for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I get, I get that. Um, all right. So 
no viewer mail, no recommendations. I don't believe in the Discord or Twitter or email. Um, so next week we're going to start the black and white movies. And then we're going to take a... I'm not going to be here, but I believe Regan and Matt have something they're cooking up for the week that's, that I'm on vacation. That's right. We're going to be... Then, since it is around Valentine's Day, we are going to be watching the 90s Romeo and Juliet. Yes, that will be... I am sad that I'm missing that. Um, I almost... I, I'm glad you didn't go with the other choice that there was. <laughs> But I almost want to put that on the list for at some point to make you watch it because I love that movie so much. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, the I can't wait to listen to it. I'll listen to it on my way back. Um, so that'll be fun. And then we'll do a couple more episodes of like black and white movies. And then uh, we'll get back to the regular stuff. Um, so yeah, for next week, spin the wheel. And let's see what our first black and white movie is. All right. Really hoping not Schindler's List. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. So the movie for next week is going to be The Maltese Falcon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Finally, a reason for me to watch it. Like, it's always on my list, but I'm always like, man, I'm not in the mood. And now I have to, and I'm super excited. Oh, it's. It's great. I I don't, I don't want to like give away how I feel about this movie, but I'm I'm excited for you to watch it. I'm excited for you to like put all your noir information into this movie. Yes. It's going to be awesome. All right. Um that will do it for us this week. Regan, take us out. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in everyone. Uh, next week, we're going to discuss the Maltese Falcon. Uh, you can add to our growing list of movies that we draw from uh, by emailing the podcast at youpickwewatch at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord at youpickwewatch. And just remember, um, we are going to, unless there's a special wheel or event like we're doing right now, picking black and white movies, we are going to be getting to some of those ones that have been older on our list sooner rather than later. Um, I'm Regan. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at author Regan Brooks. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter and I'm going to add Twitch to this now because I've been doing a lot of streaming lately. So yeah. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Twitch and discord at Radman Mal. Um, Yeah. Send in your thoughts, your commentary, your discussions on everything we do and uh we're looking forward to seeing where this year's going i think it started off pretty well so far i'd agree all right uh don't do your home repairs and don't get scammed (laughs) very broad (laughs) advice but also don't yeah thanks guys we'll see you later